Yes, 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 yes. I feel like Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes. It's going down. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going down. You see, right now, we are recording this show late. Late night fizzle. That's what I'm going to call it. You feel me? Late night fizzle. Obviously, we had a show earlier, episode 265, that unfortunately... My guys, they didn't make, you feel me? He wasn't able to make it. But um, that was an episode. I can tell you that, Zay. I mean, we talked about Deshaun Watson. We found out Sis Games. Me and Zach, we, we bought the heat on that. You know, we talked about the AFC East. We gave our predictions. And even though you wasn't there, you know, to get the predictions, I actually got to see your predictions, okay, that will be going up in a graphic. And I'm not going to lie. I'm appalled, brother. I'm very, very appalled. Like, I'm looking at this list. I'm like, my guy, Zay, I could always count on this guy to give us some hot takes here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to spice things up here in the huddle. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm here for it. I'm appalled. I'm, I'm surprised. But I'm here for it. My brother makes for good viewership and good tap on the dot. You know, that double tap on Instagram. You feel me? Speaking of Instagram, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. And you know who else is the man? Danny Garcia. Because my mans did work. And before we even get there, Zay. I forgot my man is at the door. How you doing today, my guy? Hey, man, I know today was an electric episode, you and Zach, so I can't wait to po- tune in on that when um, it releases. But uh, today, uh, it's been a hectic day. Uh, but it was definitely uh, fun to rewatch a lot of the things that happened over the weekend. I got to witness a lot of great things from baseball all the way down to trade rumors about happening o- over the weekend. And then watching boxing on Saturday, which was actually lighted, lightning, to say the least. You know, there was a lot of fight, good fights in the undercard that hopefully no one missed. And, um, you know, it led over to that final moment with Danny Garcia, which was a great fight for him. And, you know, he had a very touching post-fight um, interview that I think, uh, you know, touched a lot of people's souls. And that's a big thing recently in the fighting world. And it's not in the fighting world, just in the world in general. Mental health, you know, make sure you get your, your, your talk to somebody. Never feel like you're alone. Um, there's always someone to reach out and speak to you. And if you feel like you don't have anyone, you can reach out to me. Good vibes by Zay. I'm always here to listen. So that's something that everyone just needs, that one person just to listen to them so they can just clear their mind from the insanity that we face on a daily basis. Hey, I might have to hit up the Zay hotline, brother, because your boy going to need it soon. You feel me? But, you know, speaking of that, as you know, you know, we recorded an episode earlier. So we, you know, running it back here. Late night, you feel me? I still got energy. I got more energy now than I did before to be exact. It's just how the real world operates. But speaking of, you know, the undercard, I didn't get to see the undercard. Matter of fact, I missed the first two rounds of this fight. This fight gave no warning, okay, that it was coming on early. And that was actually a mistake on my fault, so I'm not even going to blame it. Because normally, I don't know if you know this, this day, but the last couple fights that I saw, it was coming on real late, bro. I'm talking about 12, 12, 30. York about to fall asleep. Guys about to fall asleep. I'm like, bro, I'm not 21 like I used to be, bro. I'm getting older. You feel me? The bedtime come a little earlier. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch um the UFC fight and, and watch the tune-ups there. And then I happened to go in my other TV in the kitchen and see that the fight was already in the third round, halfway done. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to take a seat and watch my guy, Danny Garcia, because y'all know me. Y'all know that I'm a Danny Garcia fan. Anyway, let's get right to it. We said enough. Danny Garcia outworks Jose Benavides Jr. after an almost two-year layoff. Outworks the dude. What is this? Like, it, excuse me. Was this an impressive performance from Swift Time? And even though it's not Swift Time, it's called Swift Garcia. Was this a impressive performance? Zay, would you kick us off? 
yeah, for me, um, I'm definitely going to go with it. it was an impressive performance of um, 19 months out of, you know, not now because retirement, just 19 month layoff. Um, not him, not boxing at all. You know, he had a very tough bout his last two fights. And um, before going into this fight, and I just had his record up and I wanted to make sure I, I correctly say those two fights that he had prior to this one. It was um, Errol Spence. Spence, of course. That was that was a, a tough loss on his and back, right? Uh, no, no, no. Actually, he he lost a he lost a Porter, but he fought Granados and Red Koch. Red Koch. Red Red Koch. Red And uh, then he fought Spence. You know, but I was referring to the Porter and Spence uh, fights. You know, those two were real detrimental to him because those are the two fights that he uh, needed to he needed to solidify his king of of the division. You know, those are the two fights that was big at the time that he really needed. Um, after the Thurman fights, remember Thurman and him was electric as well. That went to a decision, and that was another one that was really devastating to his uh you know not his career but you know to him himself you know that was that was the the one that took away his undefeated record so i think this this fight against benavides jr was a big one because benavides jr is a, a bum he's actually one of the more electric fighters in the division uh super welterweight because i think it's a, it's a little bit higher in weight um you know and i think that's something that was interesting um i would say i was impressed by 19 um months layoff and he still was throwing combos fluid but he was getting hit a little bit too much for my liking. I would say that uh, I think he wasn't the same Bjorn Garcia that was Matrix-like and one that was dodging punches and throwing counters. He was more aggressive. You know, he was getting hit more than I'm, I'm accustomed to seeing uh, Danny Garcia get hit. But he was throwing combos. He was um, pushing the, um, the tempo, pushing the fight, something he didn't do against Errol Spence. And uh, I think that was something that we've seen. You know, I think when, he got, when he's going against a bigger fighter, I personally want to see him throw combos, be the aggressor against those guys like the Errol Spence. You know, it seems like he was a little too timid. He wanted to get the perfect shot to get them the KO shot. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that's what really hindered him during that fight. And then he lost it. He, he lost that fight. Even his coaching, his father telling him, yeah, you have to be aggressive. You can't just wait for him to throw punches. You need to be the aggressor. You need to start throwing. And I think in this fight where he had a three-inch uh, uh, shortage, I think he was three inches uh, in reach shorter than uh, Benavidez and also two inches shorter than him in height. Uh, that's something that I, I was happy to see. You know, Benavides was kind of stifled by the fact that uh, Danny Garcia felt so comfortable throwing his combinations. You know, two to the body, one to the head, multiple to the head, the, um, heavy hooks to the body, um, a lot of jabs that, that went through uh, off the, uh, the counter punch. So I think this is a, a really good showing for Danny Garcia. And I, like I said, the touching and uh, motivational uh, post-game fight interview was something uh, that was really good to see. You know, he, show, he showed his emotions, showed how much he cared to win, how much he cared for the fight. And, um, you know, that 19 months, he showed all of that emotion that combined into that impressive performance that he had against Benavides Jr. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we talk about the fight and some of the things that I like, to answer the question, I was very impressed with Danny Garcia because he looked more comfortable as the fight went on, you could argue Benavidez's best rounds came in the first two, three rounds. And then Danny Garcia started to, you know, move more methodically and more smartly and more confidently. You know, I think when you take and combine the move up in weight to 154 super welterweight, I think that's another reason to be impressive because, you know, you're going into somebody else's territory. And a guy in Benavidez that he likes to bang. He likes to slug it out with you. And you did a good job of not getting into a slugfest with the dude, but actually just outsmart, outsmarting him and outthinking him. And that's what Danny Garcia did. I think Danny Garcia looked more faster at this weight, believe it or not. You know, I think there's a give and take with this. I think at this weight, he looks more faster and more aggressive. And 
he loses him. In the flip side, he loses the power because Claire, I didn't see one shot that Danny Garcia threw at Benavides that really caught Benavides and hurt Benavides. You know, so that's one thing to be mindful of if he continues to travel and navigate through this 154 when he start chasing them title holders because, you know, he may not have the power like he once did because 147, this guy, I mean, the guy packed the punch, bro. You see, he was one of the more powerful fighters it was at that weight class. He moved up a little bit. He seemed like he lost a little bit of the power, but he gained some more speed, you know, based on what I saw in this fight. But overall, he threw combinations and he went to the body. You know, key stat here for Thor. Stat for Thor here. Danny Garcia threw 153 body punches. Benavidez only 12. I thought Benavidez should have been more active. The guy was out here showboating, sticking his tongue out. My man, you're losing every round. What are you sticking your tongue out for? You feel me? Like, honestly. So, I think Danny Garcia looked good. Defensively, I know you questioned his defense. I didn't think his defense was porous. I thought his defense was solid. He started to, you know, move around a little bit. And he just looked more comfortable there. And a comfortable Danny Garcia and a confident Danny Garcia is a scary Garcia. You know, and I think, you know, um, just if he's more aggressive, you know, going forward, I think he will be that dog. Listen. Honestly, Keith Thurman, that fight could have went to Danny Garcia. You know, I thought Keith Thurman won the fight. But had Danny Garcia be a little bit more aggressive in that fight, he would have won that fight. Porter was another close one. A little bit more punches, bro. Start off a little bit faster. You win that fight. Edward Spence, you know, um, according to Danny Garcia, and I want to pivot to here real quickly here, because Danny Garcia came out after post-game, right, post-fight. And, you know, he got a little emotional there. Almost had a brother tearing up a little bit over here. You feel me? Um, We don't see that side from Danny Garcia. And when you look at his Instagram, you know, it's, it's a different vibe when you talk about Danny Garcia. The guy's more of a party type of dude, enjoy life. Um, and, and it goes to the point that I always say with a lot of people when it comes to this social media universe, a lot of people is always going to show you the good side. Right. Oh, when I'm having a good day, when I accomplish something, but they're never going to show you the bad. And that I also feel plays into people's mental health because you look at your life. We ain't accomplished Jack Dilly squat and you figure because somebody posted, you know, at the beach or a couple of dollars that they got from their daddy that um they rich out here and you ain't doing nothing. A lot of people post stuff that really they ain't living by because if you don't post about it, you don't got to you. You're not about it. You'll feel me because you're going to enjoy it. And I think when you talk about Danny Garcia, you know, to see him have that um, moment there, it was very different and surprising based on what I know him to be and what his social media, if I was a social media detective, would tell me. But I still respect it, okay? I still support it because at the end of the day, your mental is everything. And I think Danny Garcia done made a lot of money, and he knows that money is not the issue anymore. What do I love? It's boxing. It's what I was brought up to do. It's what got me to this point, and it's still something that I like to do and something that I would cherish. So, yeah, there you got it. You know, I don't want to push the envelope too fast, but, you know, that's something I like to do. I like to look ahead and what's next for Danny Garcia. And when I look at it. Before you get there, though. Okay, okay. Because I, uh, I want to make this a great segue. Oh, Speaking perfect, of perfect. that, because the mental health actually goes back to some of the controversy that we actually are hearing, and I don't know if you heard him. But he came out and said that he wasn't uh, 100% for the Spence fight, not even 50% because of the mental health, right? And Spence went on Twitter, forgot the exact words he said, but to sum it up, 
you know, stop making excuses. And I do feel a type of way because I am a Danny Garcia fan, but I'm not oblivious. You had the mental health and nobody's going to say you didn't have the mental health. Nobody can really say you have mental health or don't have mental health issues or traumas. But at the same time, my man Zell Spence was not nowhere near 100% for this fight. Got in a car accident. His car done flipped over about 10 times. The man was lucky to be alive. And he fought you immediately right after that, even with bruises on his face. So I'm not trying to hear that excuses. I'll take the mental health, you know, situation over a battered Ella Spence, to be exact. But that's just me. You can respond to that if you want. Hey, no, nah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, it's because, it, it, you know what? And you know why it's complicated for me? And it's, I, the reason why I say it's complicated because these two guys are world-class fighters. These are guys that when it, when it's all said and done between both their careers, you know who Danny Garcia means, what Danny Garcia means to the sport of boxing. We all know what Errol Spence means to the sport of boxing, especially in his division alone. But it was about brains versus bronze at that moment. And Spence was going, Spence was talking about he went through the car accident. We know his his mind, his strength was his will. And he wasn't stopping, he wasn't letting anyone stop, not, nothing, including a car accident, stop him from winning and winning that fight and, and going all the way down to just using the nubs, nubs of his hands and that's all he had left to win that fight. And Danny Garcia's sense, it seemed like he was clocked out of the fight as soon as the bell rang. He wasn't in the ring, if that, if that makes any sense. He, it just seemed like everything from... When you saw the fight, when you even saw him throw a punch, he didn't try to throw combinations. He was waiting for Spencer to throw something at him as if he was waiting for, the, like I said, the perfect punch, the perfect hit, the perfect time to swing. And uh, it's, I don't know if that was the game plan from the jump, but that's what it seemed like he was doing. He was just waiting for the one punch to knock this guy out, and it just never came, and he, got, he was getting beat up the entire fight. Um, and I think, you know, that, that Spence saying, stop making excuses, like, it's like that's like a motivational factor right there because you lost to the guy, and and, and now he's like I don't know if, I'm not gonna call it mocking, but you know I guess he Spence felt the need to comment on it because it felt like you were discrediting his win, you know, like you discrediting me beating you, like I could beat you on your on your 100 day or 10 percent day, it don't matter what what percentage you're on, I know where I was at and I beat you. Yeah, I think one fight that I want to see as we move on to what's next for Danny Garcia. I think this makes the most sense to me right about now, and that's rematching Keith Thurman. I think flat out, number one answer, that's what I'm rocking with. Keith Thurman right now is coming off a loss, you know, in his last fight to Manny Pacquiao. Excuse me. He fought Manny Pacquiao. He, beat, he lost to Manny Pacquiao, but he fought on Barrios. And so he's actually coming off a win. But his stock took a big hit when he lost to Pacquiao. Keith Thurman, big hit. Because although Manny Pacquiao is Manny Pacquiao, with all due respect, my man's is 40. Okay, and we saw what you guys did to him. Okay, and we saw what Spence did to you guys. So it makes Pacquiao stock plummet, not only from that you guys loss, but when you see what Spence did to you guys. So now it makes Keith Thurman stock plummet just the most because he lost to Pacquiao. So now you need to find a way to get your wild card back into the picture. Clear, you dispense when you had the belts. When you was the number one. So he ain't going to turn back to help you up, brother. So that's out of the picture. I'm not sure we're going to get a Terrence Crawford fight with Spence. Right now, it's looking shaky. Yesterday, it looked really good. Today, it looks totally different. It may not happen. Maybe you go in and fight at Crawford because Crawford is still chasing big names. So maybe that's your golden ticket. But if Terrence Crawford is unavailable, then why not? For Keith Thurman's perspective and for Danny Garcia, 
do I need to explain? He lost to the dude. It was a close fight. You get your rematch. And Keith Thurman is still a big name. It could plummet you right back into where you need to be as well. I like that a lot, the Keith Thurman, um, you know, fight. I think that's something that'll be huge for Danny Garcia's uh, mo uh, motivation. Just like, you know, you beat me before, been early, because you had the the, uh, the judges on your side with the split decision. But I think I could have I won that fight personally. And I feel like if you fought again, I'll definitely win it for sure. And that's Keith Thurman looking at Danny Garcia as an opportunity to be, get his name back up into the, out of the ground because Danny Garcia right now is one of the names that's starting to rise back up. Every time Danny Garcia takes a loss, he knows how to bring his name back into the fold. Uh, for me, um, you know, I, I have two fights. Another one with Keith Thurman uh, is to actually progress his name in the super welterweight division. And the two fights that I have that um, I wanted to see personally was Tony Harrison and um, Castano. The number one uh, right now in the, in that division, the contender in that super welterweight division. I think when you look at Danny Garcia's name, his name still brings box office tickets. It's still a money grab, and it's still a fight that boxers want to take because of how um, infamous his name, Danny Swift Garcia, is. You know, his name is more dangerous than a fighter, I think, at the moment because that name was electric at one particular time. And I think a lot of young fighters or fighters who are looking to bring their names back into a particular fold would want to fight him. You know, uh, Brian uh, Carlos Castano. And I think uh, if you're Danny Garcia, you want to move up in the rankings to fight the guys who are ahead of you in the contendership. So I think you look at Castano, you look at Harrison, guys who I think are four and one come respectively. Those are the guys you want to fight. So then you could possibly get into that fold for the championship bout with Jamel Charlo, if that's your case to win a title. If he plans, of course, to move forward in that super welterweight division, if he plans to go back down, I'd love to see him versus Keith Thurman. I'd love to see even him if, try to go. Even if it's at 154, even if Keith Thurman moves up, yeah, and they fight at that catch rate of one fifty four. I still would like to see it with Garlis. I don't know. Like, I think Danny Garcia. It's going to be interesting to see how far he really wants to go and move up in this new weight class because, you know, you could look at the fight and if um my guy Benavidez actually threw a little bit more punches, that fight is a much much closer fight because there were times where he did connect, but he just didn't have the output. And Danny Garcia was using his ability to um, just throw combinations and move around. You know, I think I'm not sure about the way. Like, I, I, I think what made Danny Garcia is we all know he's a great counter puncher. We all know he's big on timing. But the timing also come with the detonator, which is a powerful shot. If that power is not as precise and physical as it was before, then how much damage could it do? to the bigger welterweights in a division we'll have yet to see but last words no nah, i mean i'm like i said i'm extremely proud to see daniel garcia back on his feet man doing what he has to do and i think hopefully the next fight he gets is something that's going to um, push his career forward even if it means fighting a keith thurman or fighting somebody in that nature where it, he previously lost to even if he, sean porter come back because i want to fight porter like you know something along the lines where garcia you know gets back into the prominence of just fighting because when daniel garcia is fighting it's always a, a good night for boxing and ladies and gentlemen, right now, we worked a little overtime today. I know I worked the overtime today. I'm about to clock out. Y'all know what to do. Like, subscribe, feel the vibe as always. And good vibes, Baze. It was a good vibe, my brother. See you on the other side. Of course, my guy. Peace.